new unit, same class, same teacher. If you're bummed out, you're like, man, I like Michael better. I don't know what to tell you. It's me, Stevenson. Uh, we're getting into the Liberty Unit. I did an episode last week with my buddy Michael. We intend to do more of those. Um, but we talked about if we establish a new society post-apocalyptic, what are the rules? And our focus was we want to have as much individual freedom as possible. And this word freedom, let's think about that for a moment. Americans, at least, because most of the audience is American and I'm an American, we really love that word, like freedom, man. My freedom is being infringed upon and everyone loves their freedom, but it's like, okay, what does that mean? What is freedom? There's a quote by Jean-Jacques Rousseau. He's an old head. He had the social contract. We'll talk about it. But the quote is, man is born free and everywhere he is in chains. Whoa. What is freedom? And the point of this, pretty much this entire unit is where is the line? We're going to have a basic assumption that too much freedom is not good. We can't function as a society like that. So where is the line? What chains should we be okay with? And then maybe they don't become chains anymore. Whoa, tune in. This episode of Those Who Wonder is brought to you by chairs. Are you a human? Do your legs get tired? Are you ever tired of standing but you don't want to lay down? Folks, I have the product for you. It's called a chair. It's the halfway point between standing up and laying down. And if you're tired of standing, this product is for you, folks. It's called a chair. And they have sponsored this episode. Thank you to all the chairs out there. Okay, liberty. What is it? We are going to define liberty and base this unit on freedom from control or restriction. Now, there's two aspects on that, either for thinking or for acting, as in action or thinking. Are you restricted? Are you free? Can you do what you want? Can you think what you want? Now, if you are totally free, and we're going, let's say, totally free, you can do and act upon whatever you want. You could kill someone. You could go outside, rip your shirt off, and just scream at the top of your lungs. You are, if you're able to do that and not restricted, someone's preventing you from doing that action, you are free. Now, Am I able to go outside and rip my shirt off and scream at the top of my lungs? Probably. Why don't I do that? I don't know. <laughs> Am I like I'm restricting myself, I suppose. Why? We're going to get into that. I want us to I want you to think about just envision the globe. 
And what this class is doing is we're looking at the globe with different lenses. And this last unit was culture. We're looking at the globe, think, pretend that we're aliens, and we're analyzing this planet from the lens of culture. We looked at like, what is culture? How does it vary? And we're making sense of this planet with the lens of culture. Now we're doing it with liberty. So this concept of freedom from restriction. Man is born free and everywhere he is in chains. Liberty varies around the world. You will notice, I mean, you should notice if you're paying attention to the world, liberty varies from house to house. It varies from person to person. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say ultimate freedom is not good. Like we need some form of restriction on individual action. And the question is, where is the line? We're going to be looking at a few things. So obviously, liberty, um, not assuming that a standard is the correct answer because in more so Eastern cultures, you have this more collectivism philosophy or collectivist where it's like the great, the community, the collective good is more important than the individual good. So I will suppress my own wants and needs for the greater good of the community. That's a question we're going to be thinking about. What's more important, the individual or the community? How do people that are more collectivist see the world? see the individual and then you have the united states and a lot of western civilization that's very individualistic uh everyone is created equal everyone has the right to life liberty pursuit of happiness what does that mean we're going to be diving into that and not assuming let's say like i teach american studies and our assumption of like unit of measurement when we're looking at history is everyone's created equal in our society and everyone has the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So like looking at women's history, black history, immigrant history, all these different things. Like, are they being treated equally? No, but like we have a standard measure. In this class, we're not really doing that. We're a blank slate pretending that we're aliens we're, and we're just observing almost like a scientifically. How do these people view freedom? How does it impact their society? How is their society society currently functioning? What are the pros and cons? The questions of the unit, what is liberty? How is liberty restricted? How is your freedom restricted? How do people resist oppression? And then how much liberty should an individual sacrifice for the greater good of the community? So a lot, of, a lot going on with that. We're going to be looking at individual restriction, restriction versus oppression, uh, sovereignty. So one nation influencing another nation, should nations have the freedom to choose? That is another tricky subject, especially looking at like America, the United States of America. And then like we have got our hands involved in other countries. Should we be doing that? Yes or no? A lot going on in this unit. This is just an introductory unit or sorry, episode. So Let's assume, again, that you are totally free. You are born and in a society, very like libertarian, and we'll get into that. You can do whatever you want. Perhaps you would call that anarchy. Like there is, there are no rules. 
I can walk up to anyone, not condoning this, not saying I'm going to do it, but I can walk up to someone, pull out a weapon and attack them and kill them if I want. And like, there will be now, like maybe people will turn on me and attack me, but like, I'm not going to get arrested because there's no rules. I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. I can think whatever I want. I said this a little bit ago, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that that is not the most ideal situation. We do need some form of rules in order. Otherwise, it would be totally chaotic. And we, again, this is the individual or the community, the society, which is more important. Like, I need, I would rather have some order and some rules than wake up every day and be thinking that I need to like survive. Like if I wake up and any day, like any person I walk by, if I look at them wrong, like they could kill me or I could kill anyone. That's just chaotic. And I don't know if we could function as a society. But again, where is the line? So we're assuming ultimate freedom, not great. If that's the case, we are agreeing that we're going to restrict or prevent certain actions. Now, the other aspect of liberty is thought. The action one's obvious. Like you can't murder anyone. You got to drive the speed limit, blah, 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 blah. You can't attack someone. Usually, I guess it's violence. But like thinking looking around the globe how is thought restricted can it be restricted the answer is yeah look at north korea and you so you can think something and you can't say it out loud in whatever society that restricts freedom of speech how is it that societies can restrict people's thoughts So considering freedom is your ability to perform an action that could be anything as like waving at someone, that could be walking into a business, that could be buying something. Like, like listen to the podcast with Michael, like drugs, can I just buy whatever drug I want? If not, I'm being restricted. Um, what are the powers that be, we'll call it? that restrict my freedom, my actions and my thoughts. So I'm born into this world and depending on the time and place, I could be born into the United States in like the 1700s. And if I want to perform witchcraft, there's a decent chance that I'm going to burn alive, right? That's a restriction upon my freedom. 2021, I'm pretty sure I can perform witchcraft if I want. Like maybe I'll get the stink eye. What are the powers that be? So you're born into a world. What are all the potential things that restrict you? Let's think. The government. Whatever that is, however that looks, there are some areas that there is no separation of church and state. So it's pretty much like, let's say the church or the mosque or whatever that's controlling you and like, they're restricting you, your actions or your thoughts. It could be a separation of church and state, just like we have in the United States. And like, I'm still restricted. I can't do whatever I want. 
So the government, they create laws, they enforce the laws. That's a power. It's one of the powers that be that restrict me. What else? I had my students brainstorm this and looking at the notes, they said parents, teachers, and coaches. Yeah, I don't think I, like as a 27 year old on my own, I don't have my parents or teachers or coaches restricting me. But for teenagers, for sure, like when you're younger, yeah, like as long as you're living in their And again, it depends. That's why I said it goes from house to house or individual to individual. I could have had a lot more freedom or more restriction than my neighborhood friend because we had different parents. But as a younger person, you are restricted by elders, those who are older than you. Could be teachers. And I restrict students for sure. When kids are in my room, they can't just do whatever they want. Eventually, you get out of that system. Let's say you graduate high school, you get a job, or you graduate college, you get a job. Who is who is restricting you then? Unless you're self-employed, your boss can't do whatever I want at work. I have a boss. I have someone telling me what to do. Now, that also varies, but I have someone that is restricting my actions. Now, I'm, that doesn't mean that like, if I didn't have a boss, that like I'd be doing whatever I want. We also restrict ourselves. Why is that? Well, I would say that would lead to the next one. Peers, general acceptance or like culture. That was the whole going outside, ripping my shirt off and screaming at the top of my lungs. Why wouldn't I do that? Well, I'm. I could if I want, but I'm gonna. I'm not going to, because that would be a strange thing to do. That's like taboo culture. There are certain things that I actions that I would not do. The government's not telling me to do it. My boss isn't telling me not to do it. I'm just telling myself like I'm not gonna do that. Why? Because I'm trying to function in a society. Like I need a general form of acceptance. And that's why we talked about like everyone's mold. No, clay. <laughs> everyone's clay. They're born clay and then they're molded into whatever by culture because we need some form of acceptance. We need to fit in a group in order for our lives to be easier. So we restrict ourselves. I don't walk up to someone for, again, for multiple reasons and just say like, hey, you're ugly. Why? one that's like a really jerk thing to do and then two like I wouldn't have any friends if that's who I was so I'm restricting myself again I think in multiple aspects total freedom and just doing whatever you want probably isn't the best unless you're living alone in the woods you have to interact and be a part of the community. What's another power? So the three powers that be that we have so far. Government, uh, let's call the parent, teachers, coaches, and then bosses. Let's call that the management, I guess. Authority. 
peers and culture. Culture restricts us. And then the last one would be money and then slash the development of the country. So I could go and buy a coffee at Starbucks if I want. Why? Because I had the money. If I don't have the money, I'm restricted. It prevents me from performing certain actions. Now, I guess I could go rob a place for a coffee. Sure. And again, that varies from house to house. It also, if you look at the United States, like race definitely has something to do with that. Gender definitely has something to do with that. Women before, like earlier in history, were restricted because they pretty much couldn't get a job and all the money that was made went to the man. That has since changed. But then looking at like development of nations, there are nations out there and people out there that are experiencing far more poverty than we are. They're restricted. They can't just like, hey, I'm going to go on a month long vacation. They can't do that. I can't do that. Well, I, I guess I got the job to do it as a teacher. I could work in this or I could do it in the summer. Right. And that that varies from house to house. Life restricts you. All the chains that Rousseau was talking about. Sometimes the chains are necessary. And again, if you think about it, if we were in a survival-based scenario, you would have far more restrictions. The Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you are just on the basic level of getting food, water, shelter, all that, and like that is your concern, you're absolutely restricted because you have to wake up and then like, is if you're not getting water, that needs to be a focus. So everything else you want to do, those actions are, you're restricted. I mean, you should restrict yourself to make sure that you're meeting your basic needs. But so it varies. How much restriction one experiences varies based on the geography. You spin the globe, you do the classic, like put your finger, like this is where I'm going to move to. Zoom in on that. Ask yourself, how free are these people, the individuals? As I said before, it does vary from house to house, but you can also do a general, let's say in like Saudi Arabia versus Brazil versus Russia versus North Korea, South Korea, China, Australia. The level of freedom. A lot of actions. It's difficult to restrict one's thoughts. Like, I can think what I want. You can't tell me what I can and cannot think. Isn't that in like 1984 or something? Like, their thoughts are public? Like, I think I said before, calling someone, oh, I think it was ugly. Like I, again, I can walk by someone and like, look at them like, you're ugly. Like, that's probably just natural. I'm not saying I like look at people and like, cute, not cute, ugly, hot, not hot, you know, like just judging everyone. But you definitely see someone and you're like, there's just an instant thought of level of attraction. That's fine. Like, 
how are they how is the how are the powers that be going to stop me from doing that we're going to dive into that because even as i said it i'm like well there's a lot of ways but that's different than me thinking it versus there's a difference between me thinking it like you're ugly and then me go like walking up to the person saying like you're ugly that's different that's thought and action there are so many ways that people can be restricted what you say, what you wear, what you do for work, the food you eat, where you go, the friends you make, financially, all the chains. We will be diving into it. And the way that we're gonna understand that is looking at examples around the world. Another aspect that we're going to be looking at, and I mentioned this earlier, we're going to be looking at the difference between restriction and oppression. So restriction is just preventing an action or thought. Oppression is prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment or control. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say oppression is bad. Restriction, not always bad. Sometimes it's unnecessary. Sometimes it is necessary. Oppression is unjust restriction. And there are plenty of examples uh, within history that we're going to be looking at because I think that's a skill that we need to be able to utilize Like when looking at current examples and examples that we experience. like You know when you're being restricted. And Americans, like the, ma- the mask thing... They're like, wait a second, you're going to tell me I have to wear a mask when I go into a place? And Americans just like feel, not all Americans, but it's a cultural thing to be like, you're telling me what to do and I don't like that. Is that oppression? Are you being oppressed right now? No, like oppression is lynching someone for the color of their skin and like the police being in on it. Oppression is not letting people vote. Oppression is the Nazis, I mean, Obviously, what they did to Jews, homosexuals, gypsies, political opponents in the Holocaust, like clearly oppression. Also, what they did by burning a bunch of books, like restricting all that information, that doesn't seem just. So, I want us to be thinking about like where is the line for necessary restriction? And then, in regards to restriction, when does it turn to this is oppressing people? This is like holding people down and it's cruel and it's unjust. And I'm going to go out on a limb again, say we should not be for oppression, oppressing people. Are like, if you, should you let a five year old? you're in in Times Square in New York and you're, like you're on vacation and your five-year-old's there should you just let them run around like hey all right be back at noon it's nine now here's 50 bucks be back at noon no you should say like hey you need to stay with me why uh <laughs> free-range kids to an extent I'd say but the kid's gonna get lost a lot of bad things could happen that's like a, a necessary restriction is that oppression? 
Like the kids, like I want to go to the Toys R Us store. Although Toys R Us isn't even around, I want to go to the M M&M and M store. And like we don't have time, and you're restricting them. Are they oppressed? So, looking at a bunch of examples around the world, and saying, is this just restriction? Even I don't even necessarily agree with that extent of restriction, or is this oppression? Important skills. Another key term. This is an introductory. Hopefully this is just getting your mind like prepared to be thinking like you're using the lens now of like, okay, where are the chains in life? Um, another term we're going to be looking at is sovereignty. And that essentially is one's right to exercise power and like have autonomy over themselves. And we're going to be looking at that essentially in regards to a nation controlling another nation. Plenty of examples in history, plenty of examples today. Essentially, like one nation controlling another nation and saying, yeah, sure, you can do that, but you can't do that, though. You definitely can't do that. Like, that's restricting them. Is it good? Is it bad? We're going to be looking in like South America and the United States getting involved for sure starting a bunch of coups, picking people that we think would be better, preventing other people from coming into power. Nah, it's complicated. I'm going to try to tread lightly as just some white American dude just like, I don't know, just giving my input and opinion on things. Hopefully I don't get canceled. And then the final thing, this is going to be a short episode, is it was mentioned before, but the comparison between individualism and collectivism it's a cultural thing so the question being how much individual freedom should one give up for the greater good of the community in the united states very much individualistic like hey man you wear that dress good for you jonathan van ness you get that mohawk Yeah, you can say that. I'll defend your right to say that. Even if it's... Think of all the protests. A woman, that comedian, holding up a fake Donald Trump head with blood all over it. That's super individualistic. Like, the fact that that happened, she got, I guess, like, she lost endorsements, but she did not go to jail... Shit, like that's that's very individualistic. Like, yeah, you have the right to do that. Good for you. This is America. And then I say that, and then you got like Colin Kaepernick who took a knee in protest or something, and people are like, get him out of here. He can't throw the football anymore. I'm like freaking out. But you do have the right to express things. You have the right to behave for the most part how you want. You have the you have the freedom to do that. Like you're not gonna get for the most part, arrested. There is a line. In other cultures, like if you're familiar with World War II, and this is an example of collectivism, a lot of Japanese soldiers had the mindset that if you were to give yourself up and surrender, you would bring shame upon your family, and it's better to kill yourself than to bring shame upon your family. 
Let's think about that for a moment. Individually, if I were in that situation, I might be like, hey, I want to live. Like, I'd rather live and sure, I'll be a prisoner. I'll go through that. Will not be easy, but I'm hoping I survive and like I can go home and hug my family and like live my life. That's the individual desire. If you did that in their society, in their culture, that would bring shame upon the family, which you, that is, I think for Americans hearing that, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like I'm envisioning just Dr. Phil episodes of children being, bringing shame upon their parents and the whole crowd like, boo, and like, but that's, we're like, okay. In that culture, you, it's better to just end your own life than to bring shame upon your family. That is suppressing and maybe borderline oppressing your own individual wants and needs for the greater good of your family. That's super collective. So traits of individualistic cultures, uh, we promote being unique. We desire independence. We desire autonomy over our lives. As in, here's another example. And we're going to dive deeper into this in later episodes and like finding the balance. I can do whatever career I want. I can be like, it's not a phase, mom. I'm going to be an artist. Like she can try to stop me. What are the the powers that be that's going to prevent me? It's not the government. It could be the management. They can try. Money would be a big one. Like, if I'm starving to death, I got to make a choice. That's very individualistic, right? Like, I have autonomy over my life. What I do with myself, how I dress, how I behave, my choice. You don't tell me what to do. Collectivist, it's like, you're going to be a doctor. Or, hey, our society, we need blank occupation. That's what you're going to do. You don't get to choose. This is, this is what you're doing. And that person's like, okay, I will anything. Yeah, my dream of being an artist. Yeah, um, no, the community needs me. I'm going to be a janitor, which we definitely need. That is very collectivist of, hey, what do, what, what do we need out here? It's being selfless. Group effort. Doing what is best for society. I'm not, and think of it like, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I think it, and, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that out loud because um, that's just going to make people angry and like, it's not going to be good. That's suppressing your individual wants. Family and community is what's more important than you as an individual. I think just as a random white dude, I look at American culture and I'm, I'm all for individual freedom, but there are like some things I see where it's like, you should, you should have the perspective to think like, is this helping society? Now, I say, in my own opinion, you should have that perspective. But my opinion of you should have that perspective 
doesn't then dictate and restrict someone from doing what they want. And that's that's how we roll for the most part. I someone can do something or say something and I'd be like I wouldn't say that or like that's taking a little too far like eh. and there there are a lot of examples and we're going to be looking at a whole lot of examples and figuring things out. I can have my own opinion, but my opinion for the most part doesn't restrict people. questions to think about today freedom you are born into a time and place that is not in your control and essentially from the moment you're born you are restricted what are the powers that be government the system who make and enforce the laws i was not involved in establishing the rules for our society. Like, no one asked me. I was born in 1993 and they're like, yeah, this is what it is. I'm like, okay. And it changes and like, once I turned 18, like I can have a voice in democracy. But the government restricts me. Earlier in my life, parents, teachers, coaches restricted me. Now it's bosses restrict me. The management, as we'll call them, Culture restricts me, I guess, by my own choice. That's the that's like the individualistic thing too. Like in the end, in a individualistic society, culture restricts me if I let it. Like I can still be a nudist. I'm gonna have to make changes in my life, and like I can't have a certain job and like do whatever. But I can do it. I might lose friends. I can still do it. In a collectivist, I don't think they really comprehend that. I don't think it's a possibility. Not like the nudist thing, but there are certain actions. It's like, no, I, I like, dude, you got to like, think to the extent that you will kill yourself before bringing shame to your family. I think Americans would look at that like, yo, chill, like, chill out. You don't got to kill yourself over that. I am not saying which is right and which is wrong. I am observing and analyzing. The last one is money or development. Money restricts you. If you can't afford things, can't I can't do certain things because... I can't afford it. That varies all around the world. A lot of different ways that we're restricted. The obvious ones are actions. What you can wear, what you can do, what you can say, what you can learn about. That's getting into thinking, like censorship. Should, like the... uh, a few good now is it a few good men jeez i feel like i'm going to get called out by my small amount of listeners the the movie with the line that says you can't handle the truth is that true like the, if the government has information about aliens 
like, and they're perv- they're not they're restricting our ability to know the truth. Is that good? Should they be totally honest about everything that's happened and all the things that they do, the, like the dirty work that's kind of necessary for our society to function? We're diving into that one. So this upcoming unit is liberty. Freedom from unnecessary restriction. When is it necessary? When does it turn into oppression? What does it look like? What does it look like when one nation restricts or oppresses another nation? Historically, currently, time and space. Looking at like ISIS, North Korea, China, the United States, stateless societies in Africa. How do a bunch of different cultures do it? How do they go about keeping the society moving forward? You have a bunch of individuals, individual consciousness. How do we create that collective enough where we're not all just... We need that sense of unity. And by doing that, people have to give up their own individual. Where is the line? Boom! This is the intro to the Liberty Unit. I hope you're interested in it. Again, this episode was brought to you by chairs. I'm currently sitting in, uh, it's kind of a chair. It's a futon, so it's like an extended one. So again, that's a really cool thing about chairs is there's a lot of variety to it. And soon I'm going to be standing up, but I'm not going to be doing that all day. At some point, I'm going to find that nice balance between standing up and laying down. And you can too through chairs. Now, you have the freedom and the choice to stand up, lay down, or sit down. And that's the beautiful thing about this, folks. I will see you most likely next week. Adios. The bell is ringing. 